Welcome into this archived episode of the original SA Talk podcast. It's your favorite local podcast host and retirement advisor, Zach Espericueta. With the changes to the original podcast and rebrand in May of 2021, the current events and interview follow-up segments were taken out of these archived episodes for easier accessibility to the interview itself. Most new listeners just want to hear the interview anyway. Keep that in mind if you hear any references made to other segments or when you hear some of the old podcast music. I really hope you enjoy this interview. Be sure to give the podcast a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and a follow on social media at SAPod Network. Enjoy the episode. So welcome back in listeners. Today we are joined by Aaron Careño and Ariel Monti, soon to be Ariel Tawil, two hosts from Yellow Texas, a Texas travel TV show that broadcasts in 20 markets across Texas. The show highlights people, places to eat, and businesses across our great state. So we're excited to have them on the podcast today. Aaron, Ariel, how are y'all doing? Great. Thanks for having Great. Doing well. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Well, we are so excited to have you on here. Like I've mentioned before, I love YOLO Texas. I love y'all's TV show. So we will start with you, Ariel. Why don't you give us a brief background of how you got to where you are with YOLO? First, I was born and raised in Corpus Christi, and I made my way to San Antonio, where I went to UIW, the University of the Incarnate Word, so go Cardinals. I also have a background as Miss San Antonio, Texas, 2016, and when I actually started working for the PM Group, which is the sister marketing company for Quarter Moon Productions, which produces YOLO, they needed some more help down in the production area, so it just happened, and I got to meet Erin. She was the very first person I met, and it's been an amazing ride so far. So Erin, same question for you, you know, give us that little background story. Yeah, born and raised here in San Antonio, puro San Antonio, I'm proud. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually went to Antonian, graduated from high school over there. And then I went up to Texas State and San Marcos and studied journalism out there and then made my way back home to start my career. And I started my career working with the San Antonio Spurs at first as an intern and then ended up freelancing for Fox Sports Southwest Spurs Insider and UTSA Football Insider, which snowballed into me coming into Quarter Moon Productions, where we are now a part of the company and doing YOLO Texas. And I've been there for six years. I started off as their sports girl doing UTSA Football Insider as their team reporter and traveling with the team and filming the highlights and doing all these community packages. And then one day, our boss was like, hey, I saw a Texas travel show and there needs to be a modern version, just a fresh take of it. So I want you, AC, to host it. I want you, Jackie, to produce it. And you guys film it, make it happen. We first started filming in San Marcos. We did a demo. We did a pilot just to get a feel for it. And it never made air. It never, I don't think we even did like a whole segment, but we went to go film just to get a feel for it. What do we need? Do we need two cameras? Do we need one camera? Do we need three cameras? Do we need a field producer? Do we need one host or do we need multiple hosts? Do we need a script? So it was kind of just figuring out a format at first and trial and error. When we first started filming, I think the first one that we did that was going to air was the Poteet Strawberry Festival. And we didn't have any script. We literally went out there, just two camera operators, one field producer, one host, and just filmed 
every single thing that we experienced at the Potique Strawberry Festival. There was a lot of footage to go through after that. So since then, we've kind of figured out, you know, okay, now we need to get a run schedule, like a shoot schedule. So at this time, we're going to be doing this. At this time, we're going to be highlighting this. Um, That's why we have the speaking points as well. So we know what to capture and what to highlight. Here we are four seasons later, four years later, we made it happen. It's been a success. It's been our baby. We have been rolling with the punches ever since. And it's been just a blessing that's kind of fallen into our laps. So I went from the sports girl to now the entertainment and lifestyle show host of YOLO Texas and, and get to work with all of the fine folks at Quarter Moon Productions. And we make a really great team. It's been a lot of fun trying to figure it out. We're still adjusting each year. We kind of do a little bit of a brainstorm. We're actually doing a brainstorm right now and you're going to see some new things come January 1st. Our, our show is going to take a little bit of a turn, a pivot. We're, we're excited to let our creative juices flow a little bit more. Well, Aaron, Amanda and I are both UTSA alums, so we'll forgive you for going to Texas State. Especially I since I did hate, <laughs> and I started at Incarnate Word too. So okay, you know, I cool. Little, but yeah. <laughs> that said, Aaron, like you said, you did you did get to highlight a lot of the Roadrunner sports, so that's great. Kind of tell us a little more about what Yolo Texas does. Yolo Texas is a Texas travel show that highlights all the hidden gems, places to eat, all the adventures throughout the state of Texas. So as much as we are a San Antonio-based production company, we highlight all across the state of Texas. And we broadcast in 20 different stations throughout the state as well. So not only are we a TV show, but we also are on digital as well. So if you happen to have a family member who's from out of state or, you know, just happen to miss the show, we will always reproduce those segments and put them online so they can live there forever. And you can go back and see all the places that we feature and maybe go out there yourself one day and explore for, you know, making some memories. YOLO has introduced me to so much of Texas. I think all of the hosts have experienced something that they've never experienced before with this show. And that's exactly what we want to convey to our viewers. And just enjoying this state. It's so beautiful. If you just drive out into the hill country, it's like, wow, I'm in a different place. (laughs) So I just, I have a love of the show. I have a love of just everybody who produces it. And I think what makes our show and just the state of Texas so unique is that you can go from one point to the other and you're (laughs) in different landscapes, you're getting different communities, different pieces of culture, and you're and it's all just a melting pot of everything that makes you just appreciate your home state that much more. You know, Aaron, you were speaking about Texas being a melting pot, but really San Antonio as well. And what we hear a lot from people that moved to San Antonio and weren't born and raised here like us is they kind of learn that there's there's multiple sides. It's not just one culture or just one way of living. You have the downtown and the south town living, and then you have people that live near the Pearl, but then you also have the suburbs, and then you have people that live in the hill country. And that's really what makes San Antonio great and what makes, like you said, the state of Texas great. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, what's funny is because I'm from San Antonio, I happen to avoid those touristy areas and downtown areas. And so through this show, we've actually gone and done some pretty cool things like sightseeing and taking a tour downtown and going out there and like to the Alamo and just doing like the touristy things again. And it made me fall in love with my city in a whole new way all over again. And I'm like, why? Why do I avoid doing the things that 
that we tell people to come out here and do and like the river walk. I love San Antonio. I love the sense of community. I love our pride. I love the spurs and I love our food. Well, that pretty much sums up San Antonio as a whole. Ariel, I want to ask you and Erin, you you probably have some of your own ideas. How do y'all pick the places that you go and interview? Well, we have an amazing producer, Jackie, and an amazing salesperson named Erica, and they do all the legwork in terms of getting us segments to do. And then from there, they just send all the hosts out to to host a segment. So it's really, really cool. And we love it when viewers actually send in destinations for us to go visit for ourselves. The way that our show works is that we actually work with the cities and the towns. So every town or every city has a city a visitors bureau or a chamber of commerce. And so we work with them directly and they are the experts of, you know, where they live. So they're the ones that give us the recommendations and suggestions of where we should highlight or what places that we should eat or what we should go try out. And then from there, we'll go ahead and book the segment and go out there and do it all for ourselves. So it's pretty cool. What are some of your favorite places that you've highlighted, showcased, or visited here in San Antonio and then in the Hill Country? You go first. Okay, I'll go first. So in San Antonio, I actually got to go out to Morgan's Wonderland. And that was just so eye-opening and so amazing. Such a great experience. And it's right in San Antonio, which was perfect. And then I love Christmas, which if y'all watch this show, you know how much I love Christmas. So the Riverwalk at Christmas time is a must. Oh my gosh, the lights just, oh, they make me melt. <laughs> we actually, Zach and I, on, on last episode, we actually talked about the all the lights you could go to around town that you could drive through. But also, yeah. of course, our Riverwalk walk lights that yeah you're right they are incredible yes and of course uiw they have their light drive through as well light the way yeah light the way yep (laughs) yep can't forget that and then in terms of the hill country bernie is absolutely beautiful i got to spend some time at the kindle wow what a hotel and oh gosh it was just such an amazing time so highly recommend that <laughs> if you like the kindle and you like bernie you should try the hill country mile it's that's, like one stretch of the live. mile so that's where i live zach always gets to hear all about how much i talk about bernie as far as san antonio segments that we've done like i said we've done sightseeing <laughs> it's called a city sightseeing hop on hop off that we did recently and it took us to the buckhorn saloon and we also went down to casa rio which is like a staple on the Riverwalk. It was one of the first businesses that opened up. So if you love Tex-Mex food and you're trying to tell out-of-towners asking for recommendations, what to do in San Antonio and what to do downtown, those were definitely some places I'd hit up. But as far as um, some unique places around town that are not downtown San Antonio, um, I would say Sideliners is a place that I frequent a lot too. You go play volleyball and you're going to you know, go watch some sports. I'm a sports girl. So go watch some sports, have yourself a burger, have yourself a pint, go play some sand volleyball get dirty and don't take yourself too seriously. I also love Aloha shaved ice because I love anything with chamoy and snow cones and mangonadas and all that jazz. I'm making myself hungry with all the cravings right now being eight months pregnant. So Aloha shaved ice is another good one that I absolutely adored. Um, as far as Texas as a whole, there's this really, really cool place that we went to out in Uvalde. 
called drive tanks and it's on like this huge, huge piece of property, this ranch out there on the outskirts of town of Uvalde. And basically it has an exotic farm. It has amazing lodging and cabins. And then on top of that, it is a living history museum. So anything that they can find and get their hands on from world war one or world war two, they brought it in, they um, refurbished it and you can go out there and operate, shoot, fire, any kind of machinery that was used back then. It's called drive tanks. So I got to drive a tank and fire a cannon and shoot this huge automatic weapon that no one should ever be next to at all. It was super freaking powerful. Um, It was the most amazing experience. And it kind of gave you a piece of perspective too of what these military service men and women they go through and what they actually have in their hands. And it's just like, it's, it was powerful. It was inspiring, but it was a lot of fun as well. (laughs) I thought I loved my job, but you're making me a little jealous of your (laughs) job right now. So I want to ask each one of you, how do you prepare before you go into a show? You know, Jackie, um, finds the place for you, but then what prep work goes into actually um, making the show come alive? Oh, well, there's a lot of prep work that goes into to making the, the show come to life and, and making the segments as amazing as they are. We have a wonderful script writer who helps us with our intros, outros, interview questions. Our camera operators are absolutely wonderful. We go out to a location, they scout the location, they pick the best shots, and then ourselves, we need to prepare ourselves. So we do our research as well. I tend to get put on a lot of eating contests. So um, I usually prepare by fasting and drinking a lot of water. (laughs) But a lot of it is going into it just for the experience because that's what our viewers want to see. They want to see somebody who's going in there fresh and experience it and seeing facial expressions and just being in awe or being excited or being scared from something like Fright Fest at Six Flags. It's a lot of work, a lot of love, a lot of labor. (laughs) Yeah, it does take a lot of work putting on this show and going to each location and really doing it its justice and, and making it look great because these places of business are great. We'll make sure that we'll have pre-production meetings with each of these segments that we do or places that we feature. And we'll have like speaking points that they'll fill out what they want to highlight, what they, you know, what they want to hit on, because there's some backstories that sometimes are not on the internet that you cannot find. So of course, we'll also do our own homework. We do have a copywriter that helps guide us and gives us kind of like a timeline of what we should be saying. But sometimes you got to toss out the script and you got to go with the flow. And that's most of the time what happens. You have some speaking points to go over to refer back to, but for the most part, it's just like the real deal. You're experiencing it for yourself and they're capturing it all on camera. It takes a lot of prep work, a lot of figuring out what we're going to do, you know, weeks before we actually go out there. But for the most part, once you get out there, you're kind of on your own. (laughs) So Aaron, I think you were reading my mind when you talked about being behind the camera and something that Amanda and I encountered when we started the podcast was that we were microphone shy. And that was something, you know, I really didn't think about. It was really awkward for us to hear ourselves listening to our podcast on the uh, on the radio and on our phones. But for you guys, it's much different. You know, you're behind an actual camera. You're seeing the, the body language and how you're acting and your facial expressions. So kind of tell our listeners that same adversity that you faced and how you really battled that. 
Oh yeah. Like just for me, my personal experience, I will never ever be comfortable with watching myself on TV or listening to myself on podcasts or radio or anything like that. It's funny because we as TV hosts, not only are we on in front of the camera, we also are the main editors. So anything that we film, we're actually editing behind the scenes as well. So it's kind of like watching film and you're just cringing at what you said and just how you look and all that different jazz that goes into it. Of course, I feel like it's just always room for improvement. Me personally, I'm always just writing notes on how I can reword that question or follow up a different way if I was in that situation again. Uh, 100% agree with Erin. It's so it's it can be very cringy watching ourselves, especially when we're editing. And it's like you're scrolling through the, the footage and you're like, Oh, why did I say that or exactly like a good follow up question for next time in that I'm in that scenario or there's always room for improvement, though 100% always room for improvement. And so talking about improving and kind of growing, you know, why don't y'all tell us where you see YOLO Texas going? You know, y'all have hit over 100 episodes and y'all are still going strong. So what is the next steps for you? I think our next goal is to go national and see what there is outside of Texas. We've actually dabbled into it a little bit. We've highlighted some places out in Colorado, out in New Mexico. We even gone to our rival state, California, and spent some time out there in Orange County. So um, I think that's our next goal is just to see what there is to explore in the great United States of America. Uh, But that's long down the road. That's definitely a goal, but um, there's still so much to uncover here in Texas. We haven't even gone to a bunch of places that have been on our list that we've been trying to go to for the past four years. So we still got a lot of time. We still got a lot of Texas to definitely uncover. (laughs) Did COVID affect you guys or the show in any way? Oh, yeah, it definitely put a stop in our tracks for sure. But because we are a show that provides fresh content for 52 weeks, we're not like your typical show where they have 12 episodes for one season and they get a a little bit of a break and then they come back for season two. No, ours is we end season one and the following weekend we start season two and we have to provide fresh content that whole entire time for the whole entire year, every single weekend. So when COVID hit and we couldn't travel, we adjusted like everyone else. We learned to adapt. And so we did a lot of segments where you could interact and showcase places of business um, via Zoom. So I know Ariel did a couple. Actually, she kind of held our hand through it all, being the person to, to kind of experience it because I couldn't travel. So Ariel got to experience it a lot. But yeah, we've learned to adjust and we did a lot of Zoom. Um, We did a lot of watch parties. We got to finally like interact with our fans, which I thought that was a unique thing because we normally don't have the chance to do something like that unless it's social media. So it was a really great opportunity to be unscripted and really truly showcase who we are as people, um, not as TV hosts, you know, go through the show as well and kind of tell behind the scenes stories like that as well. I think in terms of like our watch parties and the episodes that we did via Zoom, I think that was a really great opportunity for us as hosts to actually connect with each other. 
and get to tell stories, like you said, because there might have been something that Tessa did that I had no idea about. And it just brought a smile to my face that brought us closer together as a team. And we did get to showcase some businesses that were still open, such as drive-in theaters, drive-in movie theaters, where you can go and stay in your car and watch a movie, which I had never done. And it's really, really cool. Like You never so. did that? I had never done, I had not done it. So there you go. That's Yellow really is surprising. Always, <laughs> Yellow is always, always showing me something new. I mean, it's, it was so great. I don't know. I loved, I loved our Zoom watch parties. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool because the way that our show works is, it's normally one host goes to one location and they're responsible for highlighting that place of business. So it's kind of rare that all of us hosts get together at one time and kind of chit chat and hang out all over again, even though it was via Zoom. Um, We all love each other. We all work with each other, but it's rare that we actually get to experience these things together. So it was cool. It was real cool, actually. We should do it again. (laughs) So I wanted to ask y'all a fun question, right? And obviously a hot topic, especially on social media right now, is if you're a fan of the Selena series or not. Off air, again, we talked about how, Aaron, it says that you're one of the biggest Selena fans out there. <laughs> Ariel, you were born in Corpus. So, you know, where, where Selena is notably from. So I want to start with you, Ariel. Did you watch the series? Are, do you plan to watch the series? Are you a fan of it or not? So I'm waiting for Christmas break to binge watch Selena. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually have tried to not read anything about it. I'm trying to go into it completely fresh. Um, But I'm actually really excited to see where in Corpus that they actually filmed because it's so cool to see my hometown on TV. (laughs) Being a a huge Selena fan, like I'm telling you, I'm a huge Selena fan. Like my bachelorette party, I called it a bitty bitty bachelorette party. And we all dressed up as Selena. I was, I wore the all white and my girlfriends, they did their own take on it. So like, I'm pretty obsessed. So I binged it. Of course I had to, you know, like day one, it came out. I was like, yep, Selena fan has to watch the whole entire series. And here's two things. One, I don't think it should be called Selena because it's not about just Selena. It's about her whole entire family and everything that went behind the scenes to get the band to where they were at that point of time. And two, I feel like, oh, I feel like it's a little lazy. I felt like if you have Selena that you're going to be highlighting and just like doing a story about and really showcasing her life after the movie, especially like you have to do a really, really, really good job. I know Ariel, I'm ruining it for you. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I know oh my gosh, Ariel's where does it so end? <laughs> I'm like, where it's, I'm like, where does it end? There's a second season coming. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing that threw me off. Like we kind of know how the story ends. So why make a part two? Just like, give it to me, give it to me. But I don't know. I feel like it's a little lazy. I feel like they could have stepped up the game a little bit better if you were going to be doing Selena. And that's my, you know, now I have really, really high expectations for YOLO Texas 2021. (laughs) Very high. You just set the bar for yourself extremely high. So I cannot wait to see y'all's new season that comes out as well. Now that we've digressed a little bit, you know, it is a a TV series and y'all are a TV show, but I want to, we always like to wrap up our interview by asking each one of you, what legacy would you like YOLO Texas to leave in in Texas? So Ariel, we will start with you. Oh, wow. I love this question. 
Yolo Texas is all about you only live once. And it's about showcasing the great state of Texas, the Lone Star State. Our main goal is to show authentic, genuine reactions to places that we visit. Our next goal is to always put a smile on our viewers' faces. So we are all about bringing, you know, lighthearted, you know, great, great television and entertainment. And so I just hope that when people watch the show, they actually feel like they can connect with us. And I think that's the legacy that we want to leave. We always want to make sure that our viewers actually connect with us and are being taken along this journey. Absolutely. Um, I think what I would love to leave behind or would love YOLO to resonate with that with everyone is just live life to its fullest. Like literally you only live once. Say yes to all the adventures because I would rather you live life through experiences rather than having things. I think that's what makes life it's what makes life great. So live your life to its fullest and I hope that we as a show can give you ideas that you can go out there and experience with your families and make memories and make those lasting things that you will look back at, you know, in the future and be like, you know, we got to do this and and, and we had such a great time. So um, I really hope that like, yeah, of course, put a smile on your face. I hope that we can show that Texas has a lot to offer, but life has a lot to offer and don't just stay home and watch it actually go out there and experience it. And so if you give us a reaction and tell us that, Hey, I went out there and um, I actually experienced it for myself. I think that's the most rewarding thing that you can ever tell us. That's our job. That's the point of this show is for you to just go out there, experience it, live life and create some memories, lasting memories for sure. So guys, we typically like to wrap up the the interview by asking this last question, and that is, what advice would you give to people in your industry? And both of you are Hispanic women here in Texas. So what advice would you give to those same Hispanic women in this industry? Open your mind and open your horizons to different opportunities that surround you. I started off thinking that I was going to be a sports girl and ended up finding out that lifestyle and entertainment is my niche. Actually, I find the most rewarding thing is editing. I find that I'm able to create, let out my creative juices in that way. So, and another thing that I love to do is I find the social media aspect of it also is, is, is pretty liberating and fun to do as well. So don't just think if you're going to be in this industry that you're going to go into it, just doing one thing. Rejection is always going to be a part of life in general. So take it as a, a, a learning curve and see the positive in it. So that's my overall industry talk. But as far as women, um, Latinas, I think we're seeing more and more uh, Latinas out there and having better representation. And don't be afraid to take pride in being Latina. I love saying my name, Erin Carreño, you know, and I love going to places and really um, pronouncing it the way that it should. I agree 100% with Erin. You need to be open-minded. You need to understand that you're going to be wearing multiple hats. And it's so, so rewarding to be able to do different things. So not only do we get to host the show, but we get to edit the show and we get to do all the different facets that go with producing YOLO. So I think that's something that 
is really, really rewarding. The more you know, the better off you are. And then as far as being a Latina and being a woman in the industry, it's really, really rewarding because we are a part of this movement of women, Hispanic women that are coming up into the industry. It's super exciting. It's super rewarding. I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm sure Aaron's proud to be a part of it. You have to have an open mind and take the opportunities that you're given and just run with it. Yeah. I think it's easy to say like, don't be, don't be scared or don't be afraid, but don't. You're always, you're always going to have that fear, but you know, just do it. (laughs) YOLO. You only live once, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Well, guys, we have really enjoyed this interview. And, you know, we just want to give you a little bit of time to shout out YOLO Texas's social media, but also yourself. You know, where can people find you? Where can we watch your episodes? Um, go ahead and spend a little bit of time promoting. Yeah, for sure. Please, 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 please follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. We also have a website, yolotx.com. We also recently just established and uh, rolled out a new store. So now you can buy some Yolo Texas merchandise. So make sure you uh, buy your t-shirts and your mugs and your mask and, um, you know, just give us a little free advertisement, I guess you could say, sport it. Um, and then you can also follow us on our, our personal pages as well. Um, you can find me Carreño TV uh, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I love interacting with everyone. So please uh, give us some kind of interaction respond to our comments and give us some feedback because we love hearing what you like to do. Ariel, go ahead. Give your shout out. Oh man. Um, definitely go to our store and sport some merchandise because we want to see our viewers, you know, with that YOLO shirt or having their coffee and their YOLO mug. I'm all about the gram. <laughs> so you can find me at Ariel underscore Monty, which is M O N T E. I mean, give us a shout out. Anytime you go do something that you saw on the show, we love to hear your reactions. And if you have have a place that you want us to go visit, please, by all means, send us a message because we want to experience what y'all experience. Yeah, we also are on YouTube as well. So subscribe to our YouTube <laughs> channel as well. This is where I go swipe up and subscribe. and all that. I've always wanted to say that subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> Like Amanda said, we both appreciate you guys joining us on the podcast today. Listeners, like they both said, go follow Aaron, go follow Ariel, check out YOLO Texas, subscribe on their on their YouTube channel. We're Christmas shopping. I think everyone's Christmas shopping. Go check out their merchandise on their website. Definitely go do that, listeners. But again, guys, we just really appreciate you joining us on the podcast, taking the time out of your day to do so. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much. I think one of the things that we forgot to mention is YOLO is an acronym for you only live once. Yeah. Make sure you go out there and live, live life to its fullest. So yeah, thanks for having us guys. Yeah, thank you. So listeners, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Amanda and I will give our thoughts on today's guests. So stay tuned. With the holiday season upon us, Spectrum Reach is encouraging you more than ever to support local. By doing so, you're supporting local businesses and keeping money in your neighborhood. It's more than a purchase. It's about standing behind the small business community that makes your town a special place. And that's what Home for the Holidays is all about. Spectrum Reach supports thousands of local businesses in Texas. Together, we rebuild. To find a local business to support, visit rebuildmytown.com slash Texas. Thank you for listening to this archived episode of the original SA Talk podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the interview. 
If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more content, you'll want to hit that subscribe or follow button depending on which podcast platform you are using. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I do also ask that you please give us a rate and review. That really helps the podcast grow. Lastly, if you want to keep up with the podcast, check us out on social media at SAPod Network. Take care and Viva San Antonio.